Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Hey, welcome in to another edition of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper, son of the legendary golfer Billy Casper. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to Dave Glauser producing the show as always, and we appreciate you tuning in however you are accessing the show. we got a fun one for you today. You know, you got rain delays on the PGA Tour. It's a chance to talk to some of the players and find out what they think on a variety of topics, which provides things for us to talk about. And so we'll tell you about those of the President's Cup Team International that have their thoughts set on taking on one Tiger Woods. I always love it when this happens. Plus, you, yep. know, you think about golf courses that are down in that area and some of the great warm weather destinations in the game of golf and golf digest sparked our interest this week on their uh, social media post about which is the best state for golf we're going to debate that a little bit and we'll welcome in america's favorite caddy as well and then as we celebrate 20 years of golf on the radio we mentioned last week one of our favorite interviews which was a conversation with ken venturi so i dug back into the archives bob and what would you know but it was almost to the day 12 years ago, Thanksgiving time, when we had a chance to visit with Ken Venturi. Yeah, it was fun to fun to talk to him about quite a few things. But, uh, you know, we, we ended up speaking with him to begin with about the match. Um, Love that book that by Mark Frost. he was Frost. involved with, with, uh, with some, you know, Ben, it was Hogan and Sneed. No, no, no. It was, if you remember, it was two amateurs against two professionals. So it was Hogan and Nelson. Uh-huh. Ogan and Nelson. Yep, they were the two pros. And, and then it was Ken Venturi and Harvey Ward. There you go. And it was it, it was all set up, and it was, the, it, it was held during the Crosby, but away from the crowds at Cyprus. And Mark Frost did a great job in this book. And it's one of those that you read and you can't put down. And, and it was fun to re- resurrect this interview. So we found it from the archive. It's a two-parter. Ken Venturi, just one of the greats all time. And, of course, broadcaster in his own right, long time with CBS. And he tells some really neat stories and puts some context to that book, The Match. So you'll hear that on the back nine, hour number two, part of our 20 years legacy 
of Real Golf Radio. Uh, really good stuff. And Bob, like I mentioned, yeah. hey, you know what? This is the time of year the temperatures start dropping a little bit. I was flying through Atlanta this week, and it was 32 degrees. <laughs> 32. And it starts to make you think, hey, maybe we ought to be looking to head down south in the, maybe the Caribbean or down there in uh, Mexico and find some warm weather. We're going to tell you about some of our, we've got to relive some of our favorite destinations that we've broadcast our show and played golf from. We'll talk about all that and more. Just getting started. Thanks for joining us. Brian and Bob, right here on Real Golf Radio. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it. Jack Nicholas agrees. If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent. A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. What kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. 
Welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. This segment brought to you by Callaway Golf and the Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X. Get out to CallawayGolf.com and right now through the end of the year, buy two dozen Chrome Soft or Chrome Soft X for just $70 and you'll get free ball personalization through the end of the year. What a great holiday gift idea. You can get your favorite golf ball personalized with a favorite message or logo or something along those lines for the that person on your list get out to callawaygolf.com free personalization you can't beat it a little holiday gift for you from our friends at callaway golf and callawaygolf.com so again welcome back to the show brian and bob with you thanks for being with us and uh, as we're just kind of going to break there bob leading it off you know the, the pga tour some weather delays this week in mayakoba and, uh, you, you know, start thinking about, even with the weather delay, the pictures down there. You know, we've been oh, yeah. there to Mayakoba, played golf around Cancun. That's, that's part of it. it. It is, it's a beautiful spot and some fun golf courses. There's just something about, even though you've got humidity, you've got some grainy greens with that Bermuda and stuff, it's just fun to be down there. you got uh, Crocs hanging out and... <laughs> All kinds of all kinds of neat little uh, wildlife uh, roam in the golf courses, and well, you provided us with with one fun story. In fact, I should try to find a way to post that on social media. When you whacked <laughs> yeah, a gator yeah, on I top saw, of the head, I or, saw a video of that the other day. Did you? Yeah, and you ooing and on. Well, you had me a little bit worried because we knew is, are they were they gators or crocs? What do they have down there? They were crocodiles. Okay, crocodiles. So yeah. you, you, Bob's on top of this bridge. That you cross over it's from just a little, it's just a little bridge over, you know, maybe a, a creek that's probably about five or six feet wide. That makes it even scarier. It's not like you're on a big safe bridge. This is a little bridge. He could have cup hop. He probably yeah. could have. It was a concrete bridge. Well, he probably could have bit that bridge in half and took you with it. <laughs> so Bob, I don't think so. We, we know there's a concrete one... bridge that was big enough for you to drive your carts over. So, well, you don't underestimate the power of the crock. Yep. Well, anyway, so Bob taps it on the head with the end of his driver, and that thing went crazy. Yep. <laughs> he made a big snap, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't like that at all. But, yeah, they were all over the place. But, yeah, that was fun. So, you know, you start thinking about some of the places we've got a chance to play. Uh, Jamaica, seven, what, seven, eight years in a row. Yeah. We went down there for the for Annie's Revenge, uh, mm-hmm. which was fantastic. Jamaica Tourist Board, uh, Tom Jaronski with the Golf Connection, just just great partnerships there. And when you think of Jamaica, Bob, what, what's the first thing that stands out to you for Jamaica and golf? Well, I think it's White Witch. Yeah, White Witch, huh? Definitely. Right oh. there. White Witch and, and uh, Cinnamon Hill. Both those golf courses are great golf courses. And then you've got uh, Half Moon right there as well. Yeah, staying in the Rose Hall area Yep, is at Montego Bay is just a great spot for a golf destination. Not only have great resorts like the Ritz-Carlton and the Half Moon Resort, but you've got, you know, those golf courses just, the, the, and they'll take you. They'll drive you right over to the golf course. They have great caddy programs there in Jamaica mm-hmm. as well. And you know what? Do the caddies a favor. You've, you know you've got a garage full of golf shoes. Just bring a couple of extra pair with you, and then just give them to the caddies when you're done, along with a nice tip. They'll appreciate it. But that's kind of a little tradition that we started doing over there in Jamaica. Yeah, we used, to dump, cool. we used to give them all our golf balls, give them golf gloves, golf shoes. Yeah, all that, all that type of thing. Yeah, that was really cool. So White Witch, Cinnamon Hill, Half Moon, Runaway Bay was one that we only, I think we only played it maybe once or twice. But Once. Yeah, yep. it was at one time. And they mm-hmm. that's got some neat holes on it as well. They played a Johnny Walker there back in the day, I believe. Mm-hmm. So. Trial so, yeah. Resort also. Oh, yeah, Trial. Good stuff. Yep. 
So, yeah, and in fact, if you look on our website, you'll see a picture of us broadcasting from Country Club. One of the That was Sandals. Oh, that was Sandals. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So you can check that out at uh, realgolfradio.com. But, yeah, Jamaica, Jamaica is an underrated golf destination for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, no doubt about it. Puerto Rico, uh, you know, many have played in Puerto Rico. PGA Tour makes a stop there as well. The El Conquistador was our, always our destination where we stayed. And That's correct. Uh, one of my favorite opportunities was playing golf with Chichi Rodriguez there. And that was fun, wasn't it? <laughs> and he gave me the old uh, Chichi's, Chichi says, all right. Uh, I'll go ahead and play you on this hole. He said, I just need one throw. <laughs> he gave you the throw. Yeah, he goes, I, I just need one throw. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, I know you're old, but I'm pretty sure you can hit it farther than you can throw it, but okay. So and he goes, go ahead, you go first. I'm stepping up at the first. See, there's a lot of people around. I'm nervous and excited and playing with Chi-Chi and Bob, and we're all hanging out there. <laughs> so just as I get ready to address the ball on the first on that tee box, Chi-Chi comes walking into my stance, and he goes, hold up, hold up. Picks up my ball off the tee, throws it behind me into the bushes. He goes, there's my there one throw. And I was like, that's it. There you go. Chi-Chi got one up on me on that one. So mm-hmm. lying, lying three off the tee from a lost ball. But, yeah, that was that was a classic story. And, and uh, so Elcon, we played Palmas Del Mar there. PJ Tour stops at Cocoa Beach. That's good yep. times. And then not yeah, really. There's conf- also another Dorado Beach, which is the TPC course down there. Oh, very nice. And then I don't know if it's really considered part of the Caribbean, but you think about it often and maybe because of the Beach Boys song. But you got Bermuda and, of course, PGA Tour stopping there as well. Uh, just that, That's a really different island, but really good golf there. Mid-Ocean Club might be one of the, my favorites that I've played of all those golf courses. Yeah, and uh, it is a wonderful golf course. Uh, like you said, the PGA Tour plays there at uh, the Hewer World Challenge in Albany and – John Rahm won there last year, so uh, it'll be good to see all those guys play. There's 18 players in that event coming up December 4th through 7th, and uh, there's going to be 11, 11 of the 12. President's Cup team members? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now you're talking and about the Bahamas, just, not Bermuda, but yeah. Oh, that excuse me. That was the Bahamas. Yeah, yep. yeah but that's, that's also some tremendous golf. We've yep. not had a chance to be down there, but that definitely sounds like a great spot to be, no doubt about it. So, yeah, great, great stuff there. Terrific uh, golf courses, warm weather destinations. Highly recommend any one of those golf courses to go check it out. Um, so, yeah, this week, as we said, Mayakoba. And then, yeah, Tigers event not too far away. We'll talk more President's Cup. Mike Weir is going to join us. He's an assistant captain with the international team. And going back to that conversation with, again, rain delay, so you got guys having a chance to visit about certain things mm-hmm. because they got a TV window with some time they got to fill. And Jerry Foltz catching up with Jason Day. And I've never seen a guy try so hard to justify why the international team has a chance in this thing. I mean, I don't mean any disrespect to Jason Day, but you could just see it on his face. I think Jason Day's a really good kid. He's got, he's a great guy. I don't think he can just stand up there and just BS it. He pretty much says how it is, and his face told it all. Like He's, he's like, well, look, there, there are definitely some vulnerabilities for the U.S. team. I mean, we don't know about Brooks Kepka's leg, and we've, we don't know how much DJ and you know even Tiger's coming off leg. Well, I mean, I guess he played a little. You know, He played pretty good recently. I mean, you can just see he's like, and he's <laughs> like well, actually, maybe they'll use that to rally around. Who knows? Ah, and he just kind of he was trying hard to say, yeah, we got a shot. But you know it's and it's going to take a it's going to be a long shot. The other thing that was interesting about the whole that, about that whole thing is that Jason Day and him and both Abraham Answer 
are uh, are calling that they want to that they want to take on Tiger in singles. They're laying they're laying down the gauntlet, and you don't do that very often with Tiger because, as we know from Stephen Ames, you get beat like nine and eight. <laughs> well, you definitely set yourself up for a beat down. But let's let's think about it. Mike Weir in Canada. Yep. During the President's Cup, he took on Tiger, and he beat him. Now, they, yes, he did. the Cup was pretty much decided, but that was a huge moment, not only for Canada, but for Mike. And this is back in Tiger's heyday. So, you know, for, for, for Mike to go around and take Tiger down, and, he, you know, we'll talk to him next week about it. But that we've mentioned it before on the show. That was one of his great thrills in the game. Oh, yeah. So if you're Jason Day and you're in your home country, why wouldn't you want to take on, you know, Tiger Woods? Sure. I mean, it's sure. got to be I- it's got to be Jason, doesn't it? Well, it, yeah, I think Captain Ernie Els. It, it can be, it can be Jason. It could be Adam Scott. Um, one of the Aussies. I think. Yeah, it, I think yeah but if you're picking them, you would, you would have to put one of those guys with. You're talking Tiger about Mark Woods. Leishman and Cameron Smith are the other ones. Yeah. I think you got to yeah. go Jason Day. He's the headliner. I know Adam Scott's been around a little bit longer, but you got to go Jason Day. I, I think Jason Day's Abraham answer. Look, that guy Sorry, wants it. Well, yeah, he's. I don't think he's going to get a shot. One, two. Uh, I, why? Why not? Why not go out there and say something? Maybe you'll get a chance to get paired in a in a team competition against him. And, and look, if you're Abraham Answer, most people are like, "Who?" And yeah, so exactly. you can make a name. Go out and play Tiger Woods. Get a chance to beat him. And guess what? You're going to be on Sports Center. So you know why not? I, I've I, hats off, Abraham. I don't think you're going to make it happen. But if if you do, then good for you, and and uh, you can make a name for yourself. But I, if you asked who beat Tiger in the Ryder Cup last year because he lost every point, um, I don't think anybody could necessarily name him. So it's 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 temporary. Tiger's yeah. going to live on. The, the guys that try to take him down and do aren't necessarily going to live on. So. At least not in this type of thing. I don't yeah, think. it's got, but it's got to be an Aussie. Since you're down there, it's got to create the excitement of Tiger Woods playing a playing an Aussie. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about. It. Hey, we're just getting started here on Real Golf Radio. We got to take a short break. As we mentioned, not only some of our favorite courses that we played in warm weather destinations, but how about how about the best and Golf Digest uh, tip of the cap? I think it was a really good topic that we want to entertain. The best states for golf. We're going to put it together in a little college football playoff. Uh, rankings. Why? Because that is completely subjective and not necessarily listing the best, but it's going to put some popular teams together that are really good and will all enjoy a nice made for TV event. Well, this is a little made for radio discussion and we'll give you our take on the top four best states for golf, in our opinion, and then we will rank them together and see who we think is the best state for golf. And there's lots of factors that come into play. We'll tell you about it all next. Thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. 
Hey, ever wonder how your favorite golf courses in Utah look so good? Pros and golf superintendents agree you should turn to Mountainland Supply for your turf irrigation needs. Mountainland Supply is the exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. What does that mean for you? When you need irrigation products for your lawn, you can trust Mountainland Supply will not only have what you need, but they can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. Tee it up at Uinta Golf with the new arrivals from Cleveland Golf. Turbocharge your game with the new Cleveland Launcher HB Turbo Driver that delivers more speed for higher, longer, and straighter drives. And the Launcher HB Turbo Irons, which deliver maximum forgiveness, higher trajectory, and increased ball speed for more accurate and longer shots. And the Launcher UHX Irons deliver the perfect blend of distance and accuracy. Let us help you get custom fit for free today at Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. Welcome back to Real Golf Radio. This segment brought to you by Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. The new Odyssey Stroke Lab Black 10 putter is a super high MOI mallet with a multi-material Stroke Lab shaft to improve your stroke, a new micro hinge star insert, and high def alignment. Check it out at odysseygolf.com. All the new Stroke Lab Black putters available, including Bird of Prey. What a great name. Yeah. And I'm not even, what is it, Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Trek? Star Trek. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not even a Star Trek guy, but Bird of Prey is cool. Like I said, I'm, right. I'm more on like, you know, as in you're coming after somebody. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be feasting on your opponent because you're dropping bombs from everywhere on the green with that putter. It's yeah. sick looking. Really, really nice job by Odyssey. Check it out, odysseygolf.com. All right, Bob, we talked about uh, the Golf Digest. Again, uh, a little tip of the cap to... To Golf Digest for kind of spurring on this topic of best states for golf. And here we are entering the shoulder season, quickly approaching 
the winter season, which many of the states in the country are shutting it down for the year. And there's a lot of places that you're going to seek out. And so I think it's important to, when, when we're looking at best states, here's, here's some of the criteria that I'm looking for. What does the Golf Digest have for the top 100 rankings and their second top 100, or we'll call the top 200 rankings? Right. What about weather? Okay, do they have uh, good weather for golf? Do they have good, uh, you know, how about all year weather for golf? I think that is weighs into a factor. How about the history that that golf is involved with, such as regular tour stops or you know places Major in history, majors? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So consider all of those factors as you start to go through some of the states. So uh, let's begin with where the USGA and the PGA of America was all formed kind of the beginning of golf in the U.S., and that's in New York. I think New okay. York is, is, is definitely one of the strong ones here. Uh, it, it could be in play for the best state. You're talking 13 top 100 golf courses, according to Golf Digest rankings, and three top 200. I found a little surprise or second 100, however you want to look at it. We'll call it top yeah. 200. I was a little surprised they didn't have more in the 200 because you see a lot of states will check in with a lower number of 100 and a higher number of 200 or second 100, New York, they're either fantastic or they're just pretty good, apparently. But, man, look at their starting five. Okay, we'll go starting five on this one. Shinnecock, National, Fishers Island, Wingfoot West, and Friars Head. That's your top five. And we're yeah, not even your top five. You're not even mentioning golf courses, Bob, like Oak Hill, Bethpage Black, Sabonic, Maidstone, Quaker Ridge, Westchester. We're just going right down the list from Golf Digest top five. What's your take on golf in New York? Well, golf in New York, of course, it's it's traditional golf. It's uh, traditional parkland golf. Um, I you know when I think of golf in New York, other than being out in the Hamptons or or out on Long Island, I'm thinking of golf courses that are tree lined. You know, the old oak trees, very, very um, framing to the, the holes and, uh, and just some great, great um, golf courses that have had a lot of uh, really cool uh, major championship history like Wingfoot and uh, Oak Hill, um, Beth Page. Those are uh, and then, you know, the number one is Chicago, uh, uh, Shinnecock. So um, that's what I think of. I think of major Top quality major championship golf courses. And, of course, number one for you has to be Wingfoot, where your dad won the 1959 yeah. U.S. Open. I mean, and we have had a chance to play there. It's a fantastic golf course, deep, rough, small greens, fast, hard, firm surfaces. And as the caddy says, the only thing you have to do uh, to to make uh, to get ready for a U.S. Open is change the tee markers to say USGA. I mean, it, it is That's right. set up as a major championship test at all times. It's a fantastic golf course. So yeah, I mean, and then, you know, you start talking about, you know, Long Island. I mean, shoot, you could, you could almost have Long Island yeah. as, you know, as its own golf right. state, quote unquote, if you will. Right. Um, and that, that, and that, that would hold its own. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. You, so, so courses that you think of in Long Island, which I've already said is Shinnecock, also the national golf links of America that's out there on Long Island in Southampton, both those two are in Southampton. Um, then you've got Sabonics in South Ap- Southampton. Um, you've got Maidstone in East Hampton. Um, Quaker Ridge. Also, yeah, well, Quaker Ridge is near Westchester and... and, uh, and oh, is uh, it not on the island? I was thinking it was on the no, island. No, okay. it's not. Uh, it's by w- and Wingfoot. 
Um, Atlantic Club is on the list as well. Um, and we had an opportunity course. to play in that. That's in Bridgehampton, which is a phenomenal golf course. Um, so West Hampton Country Club, that's that's out there on the beach. So there's a um, there's a ton of great classic golf courses out there. And, and, you know, if you get a chance to go out there and you've got somebody that's a member at some of those golf courses, you, you definitely want to play some of those. No doubt about it. Let's transition over to California. Let's go to the opposite coast because, again, 13 top 100 yep. and 10 yep. top 200. So when you start talk, comparing New York and California, you got, you got uh, the same number of top 100, but you got seven additional top 200 golf courses in there. You've got weather, obviously, California uh, for well, the year round. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then the tour just last season was there six times. So you've got that history. And, and, and I didn't mention that with New York, but New York, of course, has hosted a number of obviously tour events and major championships. There's yeah, U.S. Open there. next year at Wingfoot. Yep, no doubt. So here's your starting five for California. Cypress. Point, Pebble Beach, L.A. North, Riviera, and Olympic Club. And, boy, you start putting honorable mentions down there, and it just – you couldn't even – you can't even begin to list them all. Yeah. You know, you, you think of just the Monterey Peninsula itself. You think of Spyglass. That's a top 100 course. You also think of Mon- Monterey Peninsula Country Club. That's also a top 100 course. And then you go down a little bit further, and you get um, – some of the other ones, uh, Pasa Tiempo, which is in Santa Cruz, which is which is right there in the area. Um, that there's just Harding Park, San Francisco Golf Club, yep. the other yep. Olympic Club course. I mean, you just yeah, you go on and on and on, right? Yep. And, and then you get down you know, south, and you start looking at Torrey Pines and Bel Air Country Club and the other LA South. And I mean, it just is. There's just a, it's a, it just goes on and, and it's, there's some just fantastic courses. We can get into all the San Diego courses, you know, besides Torrey Pines, sure. you know, South, there's some tremendous golf courses. So California, California is going to be a tough one to beat. I agree. In my opinion. I agree. So we may I, have started I, with the two powerhouses, New York and California. Well, and, and they book in both coasts, New York on the East and California on the West and Definitely some some phenomenal golf courses at at both places. I I've been lucky enough to play four of the top five. I haven't had the opportunity to play Cypress Point Club yet. Uh, just got Pebble Beach for the first time this last summer at the U.S. Open Media Day. But um, you know I've I've had an opportunity to play four of the top five. That's also awesome. played Spyglass, which is seven, Monterey Peninsula with the jet, which is eight. So. Fantastic. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, really, really good stuff. All right, let's let's go down the list. Some of the other ones, Florida. I think when you think about golf, you think about Florida. They've got three top one hundreds, nine top two hundred golf courses, and by the way, the largest golf association, state golf association, with three hundred thousand wow. members. I mean, that is incredible. That's crazy. You, you like golf much down there in Florida? Well done. Uh, <laughs> so here's your starting five for Florida: Seminole, uh, Sawgrass, Calusa Pines. I'm not even sure if I'm saying that right. I apologize. Streamsong Red. Jupiter Hills Club, and then of course the honorable mentions. You know, you go down the list from Doral, Bay Hill, um, um, uh, 
the, the, I just I went drew a blank on, on what I wanted to say. Uh, but Jack's yeah, course, yeah, Jack's course, Bears, Bears Club. Club. I mean, you just mm-hmm. go on and on. There's just tons, you know, from uh, the courses that the tour players are members at, and 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 what whatnot. So, uh, medalist was the one I was wanting to say. But there's yeah. there's a lot of great golf courses down there. Florida is strong. Uh, I, I think Florida might make that uh, that college football playoff edition of best courses in the uh, best states for golf Arizona let's go there of course you got weather in Arizona which is fantastic you can play year-round as long as you don't mind sweating to death in the summertime uh, of course you can say the same for Florida but they certainly have their tour stops they got their weather uh, they're they're starting five Stancia Golf Club which is the top 100 Forest Hills Whisper Rock upper and lower both of them in the top 200 Stone Canyon uh, Club in a, is a top 200 golf course as well and then of course you know you got you know Phoenix where they host the Phoenix Open and and all that. So terrific uh, venue there. North Carolina, uh, how about top uh, four top 100, six top 200s with uh, all the Pinehurst golf courses. And yeah. um, they've, they've got a nice starting five there as well from Wade Hampton Golf Club, Pinehurst number two, Diamond Creek, Old Town, and Eagle Point. And then, you know, the honorable mentions Quell Hollow, Tobacco Road, CCNC. What a great golf course. CCNC is fun. Yeah, Pine Needles and Mid Pines. All really, really good stuff. Uh, other ones mentioned South Carolina, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio. Those are some of the ones that we put on that and list. And Illinois. Did you say and Illinois? And Illinois. Yep. I meant, yeah. sorry, I skipped over Illinois if I didn't say it, but I got it in there. Pennsylvania and Illinois. I think they, they check in there. So we'll have to, we'll welcome in the caddy coming up next. We'll get his thoughts on where this stands, and then we'll give you our top four and then our favorite top one. Uh, when it, when we continue here, but uh, we're up against a short break. Caddy joins us next. Thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Callaway's new Apex irons redefine players' irons. Unmatched feel, distance, and control have been forged to perfection to deliver category-defining performance. Apex irons are the ultimate forged players' distance iron. Callaway's 360 face cups generate industry-leading distance, unmatched feel, and will get every golfer's attention. Tungsten weighting in each iron fine-tunes launch, trajectory, and delivers tremendous control. See perfection in every shot with the new Apex at your local golf retailer or visit CallawayGolf.com and see what makes Callaway the number one irons in golf. At the first tee, it's the little things in life we pick up. Hey, thank you. That make for a successful future. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Oh, you dropped this. Because little things can carry a big impact both on and off the course. Hey, thanks. To learn more, visit thefirsttee.org. Callaway Senior Director of Brand Management, Dave Neville. What makes Jaws the most aggressive groove in golf? What really grabs the ball where you get the spin from is the edge of the groove. We've been able to make a really, really tight edge radius using some of the proprietary tools that we have. And then in between each groove, we have that groove and groove technology, which are little micro positives that help grab the ball. So you have these 84 contact points on the face to grab the ball and just give you a tremendous amount of spin. Order Jaws today at CallawayGolf.com. Your hands with the grip. They form the connection between you and your club. In a game where feel is so important to playing your very best, great shots begin with a great grip. For every golfer who wants to play better, 
there's a lampkin grip. What kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. Talking about the best states in golf, we left off uh, rolling down the list that we have here. New York, California, Florida, Arizona, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio. Those are some of the ones that we listed on there. We'll, we'll give you our take on why we think Utah ought to be included. But for this sake, it's probably going to be like the college football playoff, and Utah is not going to be included. No. Uh, even though there is a case to be made for that. But, however, when it comes right down to it, uh, it's a strong – Strong uh, argument for the top there with New York and California, both 13 top 100 golf courses on Golf Digest rankings. And, uh, again, this conversation coming off of a little social media uh, invite to discuss this from Golf Digest, and so we're doing just that. And to continue the conversation, we welcome in America's favorite caddy. There are bag rats, and then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. We can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper. Here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. That caddy joins us weekly right here on the show. Caddy, how are you, man? Do you really want to know? Do you really want to know? I guess not. It's just a general greeting, you know. I just want you to say, yeah, I'm good, and move on. I've just enjoyed probably the best little breakfast biscuit i've ever had in my life it was just perfection <laughs> and you know what if you can't enjoy the simple pleasures what can you enjoy that's what it's all about yeah the simple stuff that matters yeah so so caddy we're talking about this uh, best states we wanted to bring you in to help us uh, judge this and you kind of heard the intro there so we got new york california and florida as our top three can you what, what who should who should round out the top four uh, i think you could make a strong case for arizona north carolina illinois uh, Pennsylvania, Georgia. I mean, what, what do you think? What, what do you like? I think all golfers are in a state of denial. <laughs> That's what I think. Oh my! We didn't. In even, what way? We didn't tee him up for that. Reality. Yeah. I'm going Alaska or Delaware. <clears throat> Alaska or Delaware. So you're looking for that upset? You know, the, the sort of the Cinderella story in this playoff. The 16 kind of seed. Like, you know, biggest to smallest kind of a thing. Mm. Chaminade. Okay. 
All right. Well, so Hawaii wasn't in there. Hawaii. Hawaii wasn't in there at all, huh? We didn't list Hawaii. That's okay. Hey, look, we'll, we'll take write-ins right now. Sure. Well, all things considered, it's tough not to choose California. However, I have a caveat on that, and that is, as great as California golf is, the grass in New York is so much better. It's the purest grass to play golf on. If California had bent grass, it would be unbelievable, but it doesn't. So for me, ooh, that's a, it's, it's getting to be a tough one. It really is. You still haven't but rounded I, out I the top four, though. I need a fourth before we can keep debating fourth further. State. Oh, you need you need four. Right. I got okay. three. I got Florida, New York, California. Who's the fourth? And then we can debate it from there. Well, let's see. I'm going to go with Illinois. I'm going to put mine in there. Seven of the yeah. top 100 golf courses. That's a pretty yep. strong top 100. Um, you know, we're talking yep. about uh, Butler National, Chicago Golf Club, Medina. Uh, you've got Olympia yep. Fields, Rich Harvest Farms, Conway Farms, Cog Hill. I mean, it just goes on. Yep. It's a pretty good, right? Right? I was thinking it's going to be Pennsylvania or New York between those two. Um, but I think we – I'm sorry, Pennsylvania or, or uh, Illinois. Okay. I think we have to go Illinois just because Pennsylvania's – I mean, all my – look, I'm from Pennsylvania originally. My whole family's from there. But eastern Pennsylvania is where most of this is clustered. Of course, you've got Pittsburgh with Oakmont and Stockton Valley. I mean, Stockton Valley, that's an eastern PA. Oakmont and some other courses, Pittsburgh. But Laurel, Laurel Valley is what you were thinking. Laurel Valley. Yeah, Laurel Valley. There you go. But um, it's just um, it's Pennsylvania. The bulk of it's too close to New York. It kind of almost melts into that East Coast area. So I'm going Illinois for the fourth state. All right. So we're we're down to four. We, Bob, you agree? I agree. I, I was the one who uh, who brought up Illinois when we were discussing this and and talking about it as far as the quality of golf and and the courses there in the Chicago area and that kind of thing. So yeah, I think Illinois would be great for fourth. Not to mention your dad won the Western open. How many times? Four times. Okay. There we go. Uh, So uh, we got Illinois, Florida, New York and California. We're going to see New York and California. In fact, we'll see California one, New York two, Florida three and Illinois four. So let's start with the, 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 the two three matchup of New York and Florida. Uh, give me what you got there. We got three top 100 courses, nine top 200. It is the largest golf association in the country, 300,000 strong. Can you believe that, Caddy? That's impressive. They like their golf in Florida. Well, Florida is a, has a lot of advantages with the weather. It's a big state. So is New York. But I'm going to have to say. <clears throat> These little town blues. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying we're sticking with the chalk and New York defeats uh, in the 2-3 matchup. It's New York over Florida. Although, look at this starting five. Seminole, Sawgrass, Calusa Pines, Stream Song, Jupiter Hills. I mean, you've got, plus not to mention all the Doral's and the Bay Hills and go on and on and on, right? I mean, uh, just some fantastic golf down there in Florida. <clears throat> there is some awesome golf down there, but the one thing that really... <clears throat> kind of eliminates Florida for me is uh, all the major championships they've played down there. Oh, there it is. See, and that's that was my contention all the way along is not only do you have to have uh, great golf courses and that kind of thing, but 
you need to have that history of major championships. So I go right along with you, Caddy. But you do have to throw the weather factor in, though. So weather definitely trumps New York's weather, right? Because you can play year-round. You, you can be sweltering hot and still play golf. You can't play golf when there's snow on the ground. So you, Florida does have an advantage for the weather. There's no doubt about it. But golf history, I mean, look, New York, we're talking about the USGA, the PGA of America. Golf was founded in the United States in New York State. So uh, I, I ultimately, I'm ruling with you. The committee's going with New York into the championship, and they will face off against the winner of one and four, California versus Illinois. All right, what you got, Bob? We'll start with you on that one. Well, I think, uh, um, in my opinion, it, I had said it, that that Chicago area, the golf courses that were around there um, are, are some phenomenal golf courses. We've seen major championships there as well, but you, you, California, it, it's tough to beat. you got to think about the Monterey Peninsula, um, you've got to think about San Diego, you know, L.A., um, all those golf courses up and down the coast that that are phenomenal. Pebble Beach, uh, Cypress Point, uh, L.A. North, Bel Air, uh, uh, Torrey Pines. It, it's hard to beat all those golf courses and especially the major championships that have been played in the state. Caddy. Ouch. I just got poked. What? What is that? Oh, it's a longhorn. Oh, apparently the people in Texas are quite upset to hardly even be mentioned in this discussion. I had ben Texas, Hogan, by the way, I had Texas Byron in there. Nelson. Goodness gracious. Interestingly My enough, apologies. some of the, some of the best golfers do come from the state of Texas. However, yes, they, do. they don't necessarily have the best golf courses. I think only one or two in the top 100 on the rankings in Texas. Interestingly. Yeah, that's the issue, isn't it? But, I just had to do a little shout out, hook them horns. All right, I like that. I like it. All right, all right, California or Illinois? Um, all the leaves are brown and the sky is gray. <laughs> Apparently, it's coming down to musical lyrics for the caddy. All right, uh, I agree with be you. Glad I'm not trying to sing. Just be glad I'm trying not to sing that one. The yeah. mamas and the papas. Yes. That is. But it's California December the 24th. Yeah, I know. That's true. All right. So uh, we're California dreaming, and we've got uh, New York, New York. Uh, that's that's a pretty good one, too, there. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to beat California, right? I mean, you mentioned, you know, including Riviera, Olympic Club, some of the ones that, along yep. with what Bob mentioned. Uh, top th 13 of the top 100, 10 of the top 200. The weather, the fact that the PGA Tour was in California six times last year. I think all those factors puts California um, over the top of Illinois. So we're down to New York versus California. And this really comes down to history and tradition. And as Caddy said, some of the best grass to weather and just a, just an a, probably more top golf courses up and down the coast. And if you wanted to break it down, this really could come down to Long Island versus the Monterey Peninsula, and that's a fun debate too. Well, I don't know about Long Island versus the Monterey Peninsula. You, I mean, wow, that's really throwing stuff out. Right? Well, I'm just but, saying, even if you just broke it down to that. Yeah. Yeah, well, you could say – Everything else is equal. Now we have to decide it on Long Island versus the Monterey Peninsula. I think you could probably go there. All right, so, so let's go there. Yeah, let's do it. So what do you say, Monterey Peninsula or Long Island? Man, 
which one are we going? I said, let's go there. Which one are we going to first? Oh, you literally going? want to go there. That, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Let's actually go there, and then we'll settle it after we've spent a couple of weeks on each, right? I, I like what you're thinking. I, I think so. I think so. I think we need to pick the, the six best courses on each, make a trip, um, kind of like a little listener raffle, bring someone along, that kind of thing, you know? So there you go. Uh, yeah, so let's break this down. So clearly – Year-round weather, Monterey Peninsula, hands down. Um, you can play every day on the Monterey Peninsula uh, versus Long Island. Long Island's about yeah seven-month season, maybe eight-month season at best. So, little little. You know, work, work with me here. No, I'm, I'm with you. The weather, you're right. The weather is definitely favors Monterey. How about quality of golf courses? I mean, let's let's just rattle them off real quick. Shinnecock, National, Fisher's Island, uh, Friars Head, Maidstone, Saponic. I mean, you're, you're talking Atlantic about, Club. Uh, Atlantic. Uh, and then you go Cypress, Pebble, Spy, Poppy, uh, Monterey, uh, Peninsula Country Club. I mean, it's, boy, it's pretty stacked in there as well. So Long Island's going to win on the golf courses because they have more great golf courses than the Monterey Peninsula does. But the problem you have is how many people, if you isolated it to Long Island and you isolated it to the Monterey Peninsula, how many people would pick Pebble or Cypress as the one course they'd have to play if they had to play one more golf course mm, versus, versus, say, Shinnecock or anything on Long Island? I think virtually everybody's going to say Cypress or Pebble, aren't they? I think they are. I think you're right. So that that sounds like so, a little bit of a trump card thrown down there at the end. The ace in the hole is Pebble and Cypress, right? Yeah, it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to eliminate really what might be the best thing there is for a collection of you know more great golf courses, I think. So, and then you throw the weather factor in and, you know, you can play in Monterey all the time. It's not always nice, but it's not always nice on Long Island in the summer either. So, I'm going, I'm going with California, winning it. All right, Bob? Cali. California for me, three in a row, hands down, best state to play golf, state of California. All right, we're going to take a short break. Caddy, thanks for joining us, man. Great stuff as always. We appreciate it. Short break, more Real Golf continues next. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. 
Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard that will last this time. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Look, the caddy brought it up, right? Here we go. He did. California Dreams. Yeah, all of us uh, do this on occasion. I find myself with this song in my head with snow outside my window here in Utah and just looking and thinking about playing golf out in California. So uh, congratulations, California. According to Real Golf Radio and the judges of the caddy, Bob and Brian, you are the best state for golf in the and it is a unanimous decision yes well it you know it's and by the way now i want to go play some golf in california (laughs) of course (laughs) (laughs) and you know what it's you think it would be automatic let's go to monterey which you know yeah you could you could definitely make a case for that but i i could take a trip right now to la let's go play riviera and la north and bel air and i mean shoot you gonna argue with that no, you wouldn't, would you? Or how about we take a trip to San Diego and we'll play Tory and we'll play San Diego Country Club and yeah, I mean, you could have a great time. Yep. 
So I agree with you, man. California is some great stuff. You were fortunate to spend most of your youth growing up there playing golf in that great place. I'll tell you that. No doubt about it. All right. Well, listen, we've had a fun time coming up on the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. It's our 20 years of doing real golf, and we have to look back on some of our favorites. And it got brought up last week, so we resurrected it. It's the Ken Venturi interview. You don't want to miss it. It's a two-parter talking about the match right there at Cypress Point. Gold. It's really, really good stuff. Stay tuned. Hour number two, the back nine is next. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. President Trump's longtime advisor, Roger Stone, was found guilty of witness tampering and lying to Congress, making him the latest member of President Trump's inner circle to be convicted on federal charges. The trial lasted just over a week in Washington, D.C., and Stone was found guilty on five felony counts. The second day of the impeachment probe against President Trump is underway, much to the dismay of Republican Devin Nunes of California. Democrats have been vowing to oust President Trump since the day he was elected. So Americans can rightly suspect that his phone call with President Zelensky was used as an excuse for the Democrats to fulfill their Watergate fantasies. A new poll out by the American Physiological Association found that 71% of adults are stressed by mass shootings. And you're listening to USA Radio News. So there's this guy named Jordan, and he's a healthy guy. He's a dad of six, and he works as a guide in Alaska. But then he goes to the doctor, and he's diagnosed with cancer, stage four. And here's the thing. He had switched from medical insurance to MediShare, which is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. So the question for Jordan and his wife Jenny was, is this really going to work? Our medical bills exceeded $160,000. MediShare members shared all our bills. And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a real community. MediShare is, is a family, a group of people that stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without MediShare. It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. If you want to find out more, here's a number for you. 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. One of the members of the so-called squad is possibly in some hot water. With the details, here's USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes in Washington. An ethics investigation of Michigan Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib is revealing a number of requests for money from her campaign last year. The first-term Democrat making a number of urgent requests for funds from her campaign funds to pay her living expenses. A referral from the Office of Congressional Ethics includes scans of checks totaling thousands of dollars. As we hear more and more talk regarding 5G, Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross tells Fox Business that safety concerns are out there regarding 5G and the security threat is real for the entire nation. 5G is going to be running everything. It's the Internet of Things. If somebody can do evil... In the context of 5G, they can do real evil to the whole country. And you're listening to USA Radio News. 
Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. Donald Trump Jr.'s Triggered is number one on the New York Times bestsellers list. Although some are crying foul and saying bulk purchases are what raised the book to number one, a dagger symbol does appear next to the listing, and that indicates that some sales were bulk purchases. Donald Trump Jr. reacting to folks on the left saying the book should not be number one. Well, you know, listen, I think they do that to a lot of conservative books. I noticed even, Brian, congratulations. I think you sold a few thousand more than the number two book, but they gave you the number three slot. So they do that oftentimes. So I sold approximately 70,000 books. Uh, Number two on the list sold 30,000. They're saying that because the RNC did a promo where they literally marked up my book, sold 10,000 copies. At a markup, so for a profit, for more than you could get it in a bookstore, they said, well, that's a bulk sale and doesn't count. So I said, fine, take those 10,000 out of my number. Congratulations. I still sold two times number two, but these are the sort of games. They must have been in major tears having to give me the number one slot in that one. (laughs) It must have drove them crazy. So I guess that's their way of exerting a little bit of revenge by putting an asterisk without getting into the details. And finally, the agent for Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph isn't ruling out any legal options in the aftermath after the late-game melee Thursday night. Rudolph was struck in the head with his own helmet by Cleveland's Miles Garrett after the Browns' defensive end ripped it off in the final seconds of the Steelers' 21-7 loss. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady, stripe it down the middle, make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper, and that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. 
All right, welcome in. It's the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we've had a fun first hour where we talked a lot about the best golf courses in the state and uh, had America's favorite caddy on, talked about some rules, uh, so forth. If you missed any part of it, go to our website at realgolfradio.com or better yet, just follow us on Twitter. At Real Golf is our Twitter handle where you can listen and download the show anytime you would like. We're also available on any number of podcaster sites as well as SiriusXM, Channel 211, iHeartRadio, and the like, plus our great radio stations who carry the show. All right, Bob, so it was kind of interesting, you know, when you come down to New York or California, and you could almost boil it down to, if you will, the Monterey Peninsula or Long Island. <laughs> and that's, that's almost how you do it. Um, you know, both are beautiful golf courses. Both have beautiful golf courses Yeah, that if you're talking Monterey Peninsula, right on the ocean. If you're talking Long Island, right on the ocean or the or the sound there. So, uh, yeah, pretty Is cool. Atlantic pretty or cool Pacific? Pretty cool places to be able to see, to be able to play some quality golf. Yeah, it's God, that's a... It's a tough one. I, I uh, look. I have a great amount of respect and appreciation for New York, but but like I said, I I think when it comes right down to it, I'm California guy. Uh, I I take California. I think the because you're talking about and again we we broke this down to almost like a college football playoff of mm-hmm. best golf states and best states for golf and golf digest had kicked this off as a topic on social media last week and and i you have to it's subjective first of all same as college football playoff is a lot of great golf courses a lot of great states you you everybody could have their case but when it really comes down to it i think it's new york or california and i think california wins out because of the weather yeah, Florida, you can play all year, but you're going to be smoking hot and sweaty hot for a lot of it. California, you pretty much, especially in the peninsula, you know, all year round you could be in a sweater or in a short sleeve shirt, but you're you're playing golf. So my nod goes to California, best state for golf. You know, and the interesting thing is, is the great thing about golf and the game of golf is you can travel all over the world. You can travel all over the United States and play these great golf courses uh, if you have an opportunity to, you know, when you think about, uh, you know, Pinehurst and and then uh, going up to Bandon Dunes and everything that's there, there's golf courses that are phenomenal golf courses all over the United States and all over the world. Yeah, no doubt. And variety, a lot of variety. That's the other thing that's great about the game. And pretty cool stuff for the tour players that they get a tour around yep. and play all these places, no doubt. Hey, uh, stay with us. We're just getting started here on the back nine. Hour number two of Real Golf Radio. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. The new Chrome Soft is better from tee to green. To maximize control, you need a ball with a soft, thin cover. Chrome Soft has a tour urethane cover, which feels incredible. Under the cover is the mantle. The guys in R&D at Callaway have tuned this layer to produce a more penetrating ball flight from 50 to 125 yards. Distance control in the scoring zone is everything. More control means more birdies. And I like birdies. This 
is the dual soft fast core. So what does it do? It produces ultra low spin off the driver for incredibly fast ball speed. Yet the core is still soft enough for you to compress the ball off the long irons. It's extremely soft and extremely fast. That's the secret behind Chrome Soft. The new Chrome Soft from Callaway. It's the ball that changed the ball. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. At the first tee, we believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf, we teach life skills. And help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. To learn more, visit thefirstd.org. Callaway Senior Director of Brand Management, Dave Neville. What makes Jaws the most aggressive groove in golf? What really grabs the ball where you get the spin from is the edge of the groove. We've been able to make a really, really tight edge radius using some of the proprietary tools that we have. And then in between each groove, we have that groove and groove technology, which are little micro positives that help grab the ball. So you have these 84 contact points on the face to grab the ball and just give you a tremendous amount of spin. Order Jaws today at CallawayGolf.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. And this segment is brought to you by Callaway Golf and the new Jaws MD5 Wedges. Spin with teeth, the most aggressive groove in golf. To attack the pin, your ball has to bite. So Callaway designed Jaws MD5 with the most aggressive groove in golf. And by the way, put that on your favorite golfer's holiday list for sure. And check it out at CallawayGolf.com. Hey, continuing with our celebration of 20 years of doing Real Golf Radio. Uh, last week it was brought up that we did this interview with Ken Venturi, and I kind of had forgotten about it a little bit. And so we went back in the archives, and we resurrected this interview with Ken Venturi. It's a two-parter. And this was right when the book uh, The Match came out by Mark Frost, and uh, The Day the Game of Golf Changed Forever. It's definitely one of my favorite golf books. And Ken Venturi at the time was the only one living that was that this that was in this match and that was this book was about uh, back in the golden day and uh, Bob I love looking back on the golden era too right uh, of mm-hmm. of the amateurs and everything that went around and this kind of is the continuation story also of Eddie who caddied for Francis we met in in uh, the greatest game and all yep. that kind of stuff so really really cool stuff anyway we had a chance to catch up with Ken Venturi it's a two parter here's part one. And joining us right now, a winner of 14 PGA Tour events, including the 1964 U.S. Open, longtime voice of CBS Golf, the legendary Ken Venturi, joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Mr. Venturi, thanks for joining us, and happy Thanksgiving. 
Well, thank you. One day after that, we, I'm still full from it, but it's great, Brian. Thank you. <laughs> well, as it should be. Hey, um, recently we had Mark Frost on the show to talk about his new book, The Match, The Day the Game of Golf Changed Forever, which featured you as a central character paired with fellow amateur Harvey Ward playing a match at Cypress Point against Ben Hogan and Byron Nelson. First of all, tell me your uh, recollection of that day back in 1956. Well, it's, you know, it's going, it's, but it's over 50 years now, and Mark Frost did a magnificent job because he did the greatest game ever played in the Grand Slam. And But his research on, on Hogan and Nelson and Harvey was just phenomenal. And, and the match, I can, of course, uh, the sad part about it, I'm the only one alive in the whole book, I think, has, <laughs> has left there. But I can remember like it was just yesterday being at George Coleman's house, and, and uh, they asked us what we were going to do, and, and uh, I said, uh, we're going to play. He said, do you have a game? He said, well, no, but you want a game? I said, well, we'd like to play those two guys over there. And I was pointing to Nelson and Hogan. And uh, they thought, well, let, let's, see, let's see what we can do. Well, Coleman was a big, big investor in the Hogan company. When he asked a favor of Ben, it was hard for him to say no. Sure. So uh, he said, and, and the great part about it is that he asked Hogan, he said, to play with Byron, and he said, well, I'll play, but I don't think Byron would, and then Eddie Lowry asked Byron, he said, well, I would, but I don't think Hogan would, and he said, well, we can arrange it, so we played the match uh, on, it, this was a Monday night, and we played the match the next morning at 10 o'clock at Cypress Point. So tell us about Eddie. You, as, as you mentioned, we know, we know kind of about how he was depicted in the greatest game ever played, but what was Eddie really like? Well, Eddie was a great giver to, to the game and he was you know he because I owe a, a lot to him because I worked for him be, before I went in the, the service after I got out of college and and uh, then uh, then when I got out of the service uh, uh, I ran Lake Merced Motors for him and uh, he was you know he Har- Harvey and I worked for him but uh, he was he was uh, a very respected man a, a anywhere he went, but mainly around the Bay Area. Ken Venturi joining us here on Real Golf Radio. It's pretty interesting when you talk about the day the game of golf changed forever. Speaking of the end of the celebrated amateur golfer, how do you think that's affected the game today uh, with, with sort of the end of that celebrated amateur? Well, you know, you, you talk about, you know, the eras, you know, you think about who is the greatest golfer that ever lived with. Hogan said it best. He said a champion in his era would be a champion in any era he lived in. You can't compare the players today against uh, like a Bobby Jones who played with Hickory Shafts. But the boys are getting out there much younger. They're they're not you know they a lot of them don't complete uh, complete college. There's no more drafts you know because I lost three years of my my playing ability because of being in the service and uh, but. So many things have changed when you think about it. You know, like uh, when I turned pro, uh, I missed three Ryder Cups because I had to wait, or we they had we had to wait five years before we could get points. Yeah, you turn pro tomorrow and you get points tomorrow. You know, yeah. and then we had to wait six months before you you could collect money. But you think about the changes in the in the money today compared to what we played for in our day. But you know, I, I I'm I'm very prejudiced to it, uh, Brian Bob. I, I I I know they make a lot of money today in all sports, but I think I feel that I lived in the greatest era of all time. I mean, I'm not talking about golf. I'm talking sports in itself, 
entertainment, everybody. It was just, uh, it was quite a time to live. You know, it's interesting. Everybody feels the same. And talking with my father, he feels the same about his era, um, of which of which he played in part of your era also. But you know, at at the time, that was you. You were talking. You were talking about money, but that was a huge money match in those days. Did you feel? Did you feel pressure, um, or did you enjoy being put in the situation of playing against Hogan and Nelson? Oh, I I enjoyed it, but the the thing about it, the, about the match and everything, is just. I respected both of them because I was very fortunate that Nelson took me under his wing in 1952, and then I played a lot, of, a lot of golf with Hogan, and so I had the two best because Byron was a teacher. Hogan wasn't a teacher. You had to pick his brain. You had to ask him what's he feel or what's it do or what are you thinking about when he swings down. He would tell you what he was doing, but he couldn't correct you and say, you know, Ken, I think if you do this and this, Byron could do that. Yeah. So Byron was more of the teacher. Hogan was more just execution, and and you sort of had to try to just learn from watching him, huh? Well, we had, you know, he had the mental side of the game, and he, you know, I could pick his brain. He would, he would. Uh, in fact, this is some years back that you know he never did any interviews, and so Frank Chikinian, who was the director of the CBS and golf and everything, and and he wanted to to get to do to do an interview with Hogan, and uh, they went to ask Hogan, and he said, I'll do it for two things. He says, well, three things. He said, Frank Shakinian will do it. We'll do the the uh, taping. Ken Venturi will do the interview, and I don't want anybody else around uh, to be listening to us. And when I started asking, because I had a bunch of notes, and I looked down at the first question, I looked up at him, and I asked him the first question, his eyes went straight into mine, and he never left my eyes. I and I couldn't look down at my nose. I had to think, what was my next question? <laughs> he, he just froze on me, and I mean, it was something to see. Oh wow! Uh, Ken Venturi is joining us here on Real Golf Radio, looking back at uh, uh, the match, the day of the game of golf changed forever. New book by Mark Frost, and uh, you know you, you, they talk about in the book. And this is the neat thing for me: I'm only 33 years old, so obviously I'm looking at this and through my relationship with Bob and getting to know Billy Casper and and looking back at some of the history of the game. It's a real treat to be able to to read a book like this and, and be educated as well as entertained. But the, I thought it was an interesting story. I believe he shot 66 and beat Byron Nelson by two shots the first time you guys played, and, and then he reworked your entire swing. <laughs> what was that like, first of all, and then how was it working with Byron? <laughs> Byron was Byron was was. Uh, we played our first round uh, when I came back from Seattle after the National Amateur, and he said, "I'm just going to watch it today." And they said, "Then we'll play, and then we'll work on it when we get in." And uh, I proceeded to shoot. 66 at San Francisco Golf Club, and, and thinking to myself, you know, what can he show me? You know, I'm so good. I mean, really good. And so I couldn't wait any longer. We were inside. Well, I said, well, Mr. Nelson, what do you think? He said, Ken, that was a fine round. He said, I'm going to be in town for three more days. I'll meet you out here tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. He said, there's about seven or eight things we've got to work on. Wow. <laughs> and I said, oh, I should have remembered what my dad did with me one time when I was telling my dad how good I was. I'm the best. And I mean, I went on, my dad was just nodding, and I never forgot this, and he said, are you through? I said, yeah, Dad. He said, son, well, let me tell you something. When you're as good as you are, you can tell everybody, but when you get really good, son, they'll tell you. Wow. That was the last time I told anybody I was any good. (laughs) 
Uh, that that you know that's a great story. And and what were some of the things that he wanted you or that he he wanted to work on with you? Well, the big thing was that that uh, that uh, he changed my. I had a strong right hand because I I never had I never had a professional lesson until I met Byron Nelson, and then he said my takeaway and then my balance and my change and my downswing and things like that. And uh, and to show you how it would change is that. He said, "You must change your grip and the whole thing." And I was getting ready to go down to uh, to the state amateur where I was defending champion. And he says, "You can't revert back to this now. You got to stay with it, or else you're going to go back and forth that you want." I said, "I promise you, I'll stay." And he says, "You're going to, you know, but the main thing is your grip." And I said, "Well, I can do it." He says, "I'm sure you can." And I said, "Well, how long do you think it would take?" So I'm thinking, you know, I can do it quickly. He says, well, "As good as you are and what talent you have." He says, you can probably, without thinking about it, you can probably get over this in about a year. <laughs> what? I said. And, and, and it was true because you, because you look at your grip and you say, how's that? Fine, fine. Then you think, go ahead and hit it. And without thinking, your hand just drops back into the old grip. Sure. So you can understand and I guess uh, empathize a little bit of when Tiger goes through some swing changes in today's game, huh? Well, uh, the thing about it is, you know, that – that when you look at, at where where he missed the cut at at Wingfoot, that uh, that uh, 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 the rough was so long and hitting it in the rough because he I think he hit I think he hit less than ten fairways in thirty six holes, he couldn't hit it on the green. He had to go back to the fairway. But Hogan has said it himself: if you want to think of a good shot maker, he wants narrow fairways, he wants hard greens, and he wants small greens. And the shot maker then will just tear you apart. All right, we'll continue with our conversation with Ken Venturi from 12 years ago this month. How about that? 12 years ago with Ken Venturi. Part two continues next. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy 
and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard that will last this time. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. You've been listening to an interview that we did with Ken Venturi 12 years ago this very month on Real Golf Radio. Again, celebrating 20 years of doing the show and talking about the match and continuing with that conversation. Here's part two with Ken Venturi. Hey, Ken, talk about the rift between Byron and Ben Hogan. I, that was brought out a little bit in the book, which I, I didn't realize. Um, obviously, these are two guys who were caddies together at Glen Garden Country Club and uh, who shared the same, you know, similar status in, in society and circumstances and really grew together in the pro game and then sort of had a rift there when Byron started winning and, and Hogan couldn't quite get it done yet. Well, Hogan had to make the swing change that he had because he was tremendously hooked the ball tremendously and he had to make all the changes. But you got to remember that, that that Brian and Bob that that they grew up in competition against each other, and they the thing about it is not that they didn't like each other; they were completely different personalities. Come, I mean, heads and tails. That's how bad. That's how different the two of them were. Interesting. Without telling us who won the match, because we want, of course we want people to read the book. But uh, what did everybody shoot that day? Uh, well. Uh, to sum it up, to what we did is that uh, Hogan shot 63, I shot 65, and Harvey and Byron shot 67. Wow. And between the four of us, we made 27 birdies and an eagle. <laughs> but the book, I'm telling you right now, I, I, he, Mark was great because I proofread it about three, four times and and made not big corrections of of background, but but certain holes of the match and 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 certain things and conversations that we had. But but the thing about it is that I've said it, and, of course, I've done it, in fact, I've gone through it again, is that it's a, it's a book that I have found that, of all the books that I've read, this book, when you pick it up and you start it, you really can't put it down. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. It, it had me mesmerized for a couple of days. I, I don't read a ton of books, to be honest with you, but I couldn't put this one down. It was very good. Hey, talk about Harvey Ward, and, and then you're, you're right along with Harvey in, in this book as well as, as characters. I mean, not just golfers, not just great players, but, but characters that, that, you know, and, and then the whole clam bake scene seemed to be full of characters back in the day. And it seems like that's been lost a little bit, more, more sort of robots in today's games. So and, and maybe that's because there's so much money out there and it's such a big business. Well, you think about the, with the equipment and the golf ball and everything years ago, is that is that uh, golf swings are like fingerprints. There were no two alike. There's so mm-hmm. much there's so much alike today. But you have the the teaching gurus. You know they've got all the great teachers uh, of today. But you look at the five best known teachers. Uh, they've never they've never won a tournament. The thing about it is that when Nelson or Hogan said something. They've been there, and he says, when you get down to the last few holes, here's what you have to do. This is what you have to think about. This. They've been there, and, and it's like uh, when they talked, you listened. But, but the thing about it is that today they're more, they're more mechanical. They don't play well the golf ball to the conditions of the golf course. We played a lot of, of different shots, and today they, they mostly all look alike. In fact, we never, I can't remember any time that, that, that we ever could spin the ball like these guys can spin it back off the green and stuff. We never did that. Hmm. You know, the other part of that, too, and talking about the the way this changed is uh, the fact that the pros had to work so hard. The state of the pro game uh, and the amateur game were, were, were vastly different at the time, and, and you were choosing. I mean, you had a better uh, life, essentially, to, to be an amateur at the time and work for uh, Eddie on the car, as an, in a car salesman role uh, versus uh, what the pros were doing trying to make a living out there. Do you think that changes the amount of champions or the heart or the character that, that, that because maybe it comes a little too easy for today's pros? It's changed. It has changed amateur golf. There, there were, when we were, when we had the, uh, when I was on the Walker Cup in '53, we made a challenge to the Ryder Cup team, and they wouldn't try us because we—I swear we could whip them good because <laughs> because there was no money. But you look at you know you you look at Charlie Cole, who was a great amateur. He was in the oil business. You go Hyman was in insurance and all this stuff. There was no money in in the game, so more people stayed amateur. But today, there's so much money. These kids. Don't don't think about it. They turned pro. They did an article about me in 1958. In 1958, they did an article about it in me in Chicago. In 1958, I won four tournaments and finished in the top ten 15 times, and made forty nine thousand five hundred dollars. Mm. They did a they did a comparable tournaments of today. Mm-hmm. It's and of what I would have done in the tournaments that I played, and it was well over six million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, I mean, I mean, you think of the amount of tournaments that Bob that your dad won. Sure. I mean, you know, he's not even he's not even up there with the leading money winners. You know, I mean, there's no such thing. I mean, it, there ought to be an asterisk there. There was no money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you talked a few minutes ago about about the era and how you enjoy playing in your era and and uh, you know the entertainment values and that type of thing and everything that went along with that. Are you happy with where golf is today? Well, you know where where we were playing, we had about you know looked at about eight or ten guys we had to beat. Now you're looking at eighty or ninety guys you have to meet. It's it's changed. I just wish that they would, uh, you know, have the respect that we were taught of the game and for you know to give back. Because as I asked Byron Nelson, how could I ever repay you for everything you've done for me? And he 
And he said, be good to the game, Ken, and give back. And I tried to live by those things. And, and, and uh, I was taught by, you know, I, we, saw, we saw some, some great, great players. And I got to be friends with you know, Gene Saracen, who I knew very well, and friends with Bobby Jones. And, in fact, when I won the Open, Francis, we met was my broker. I mean, those are all the things that, you know, you think about things that can change. Like if I had won the Masters as an amateur, there wouldn't have been television. There probably wouldn't have been an open. I would have been Billy Ford is going to take me back there to work for him and do all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I wouldn't trade anything for what I am today. If I had to choose to be anybody, I'd choose to be me. And there was a great line that Jack Whitaker said about me when he talked about me, which I, I think sums up at, that everything, that if things were different, but he said that, that fate has a way of bending the twig and fashion a man to his better instincts. And if some things were changed, it wouldn't be like it is today. And I like just where I am today. I wish, I think about it often. I was with CBS for 35 years. Luckily, I was hired by Frank Chikinian. But my, my tour career only lasted 10 and a half years. And the one thing I always think about, that I would think about other than anything, is I wonder what I could have done if I had stayed healthy and not lost the use of my hands because I was knocked down at the very peak of my career. Mm. Absolutely. Ken Venturi joining us here on Real Golf Radio. And quickly, before we let you go, uh, your thoughts, uh, spending so much time obviously with CBS, uh, runner-up at the Masters as an amateur. Uh, what's your thoughts uh, on the Masters and, uh, and where it is today and some of your fondest uh, memories of Augusta National? Oh, I've got so many up. I played like in the 16 Masters, and I did. You know, I went with CBS in 68 and was doing that. Uh, you know, I, I coined the phrase, which has always been, is that it, the Masters begins on Sunday on the back nine, and, mm-hmm. and that's where all there are so many. Augusta has two different faces. It's not a tough golf course in practice rounds, but when you start getting into trying to win the Masters in the back nine, there are so many choices that you have to make, but... But again, that that my thought that I I've, I've had discussions with them, uh, a a short, accurate golfer is not going to win there. You have to be long, and they have to come up with like the rough they had at Wingfoot to to now make you know that when you hit it in the rough, you or because it's probably Augusta is probably the widest fairways that we that they play all year long, and and length is really they're making it longer each year, but they're playing into the hands of the long hitter. Well, Mr. Venturi, we really appreciate you taking some time to join us today. Great insights. It was neat learning more about you and your uh, career as an amateur and a professional in this book. And uh, we uh, hopefully uh, be able to sit down and chat with you again, and we wish you the best. Well, thank you, Brian and Bob. And, and Bob, uh, uh, give your dad my best. And uh, I'll tell you what, if I had to say one thing, he was probably, to me, I think he's probably the greatest, most underrated best player that the game has ever known. I appreciate that. Thank you. Wow. Really, really cool stuff, and obviously high praise, Bob, for your dad there, uh, Ken Menturi. You know, one of the best. You know, complimenting your father mm-hmm. as being one of the greatest of all times. That's 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 neat stuff. Twelve years ago, our was our conversation with Ken Venturi. Pretty pretty special. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I you know I listened uh, to that, re-listened to that again, and I, I really liked his his comparisons between Byron Nelson and. Um, <clears throat> And his being able to teach, um, where Hogan was a guy that was, um, you know, used his mind, more methodical. Um, and that's one of the things my dad always said. Uh, ben Hogan came to 
San Diego Country Club at one point to play in an exhibition match. And my dad watched him and he watched how he played the golf course in a, pl- in a practice round. He watched how he hit different shots, the different parts of the fairways to be able to see how, how the ball was receptive coming into the greens or what the best angles were coming into the greens. So that's how my dad learned course management. It wasn't necessarily just bomb and gouge, but it was get the ball in the right position off the tee, then have a better shot into the green so that you can uh, take advantage of some holes and, and make some birdies. Uh, well, I thought that was a really cool story that he shared about Hogan and Sneed, but also a cool story my dad had shared about Mr. Hogan, Ben Hogan, and how he attacked and uh, and analyzed the golf course. Yeah, Hogan and Nelson, just two of the very best. All right, hey, listen, I want to hear more about that, and I know you got a couple other Hogan stories as well, and, and some of the other comments he made about how good they played, the 27 birdies and an eagle yeah. or something that yeah. day. Phenomenal. How cool would it have been to have been there for that match? Well, you can be involved as well and find out who won by reading the match by Mark Frost. We'll take a short break. Uh, the Real Golf Radio continues next. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant. Game changers, even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember and here's ricky on 12 what a comeback it's been for him today pin placement is a little tricky we're seeing something uh something is getting closer holy and that'll cost him it can be dangerous to drive while distracted yet at any daytime moment almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive Join me and commit to always driving distraction-free. We are farmers. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com. You can tell a lot about a golfer by the way he sets his hands on the club. Is he squeezing the life out of it or is it like he's cradling a newborn baby? Holding it light so he can feel the club head eliminates tension, increases swing speed, and improves accuracy. These are the things our grips promote. Because the secret to golf isn't how you put your hands on the club, it's the way you put your hands on a wind grip. Win, play your best golf. Callaway's new Apex Irons redefine players' irons. Unmatched feel, distance, and control have been forged to perfection to deliver category-defining performance. 
Apex irons are the ultimate forged player's distance iron. Callaway's 360 face cups generate industry-leading distance, unmatched feel, and will get every golfer's attention. Tungsten weighting in each iron fine-tunes launch, trajectory, and delivers tremendous control. See perfection in every shot with the new Apex at your local golf retailer or visit CallawayGolf.com and see what makes Callaway the number one irons in golf. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back. And this segment brought to you by Callaway Golf and the new Super Hybrids. The power of a fairway wood now lives in a hybrid. Check out the new Super Hybrid that's built to deliver fairway wood-like distance from a high-strength titanium face insert and an all-titanium body. They haven't done this for a long time, as you heard Dave Neville talk a few weeks ago on the show. Go to CallawayGolf.com. Check out the new Super Hybrids from Callaway Golf. And a good thing to put on the holiday gift list as well, no doubt about it. You know what? We're just coming off this interview with Ken Venturi and having him talk about the match. I just love the nostalgia of it all, Bob. I know I've said this uh, yep. before, but I just love, I love to be able to go back. And again, it was 12 years ago when we had a chance to visit with Venturi. And for him to share some of the details, like what was it, 27 birdies and an eagle that was made? Yep. I mean, these guys absolutely lit it up. What a priceless thing to be able to read about and much less being able to experience and see just really cool stuff and, and kind of kind of the, the transition between the celebrated amateur and, then, and, and the blue-collar pro to the celebrated pro and the yep. more of a blue-collar amateur, uh, right? I mean, that was, that was really the shift. Yeah. It was a it was a huge thing. Um, I, I what Ken said. Uh, Hogan shot sixty three. He shot sixty five, and and uh, Byron Nelson and Harvey Ward both shot sixty seven in this match that they played at Cypress Point. And the funny thing about it was they started this whole thing came about the night before, and uh, and they just went out and played it. Yeah, Eddie Lowry was kind of setting this thing up. Yep, good old Eddie. Yep, read him, roll him, hold him. <laughs> Hey, you know what? We gotta we gotta bring the caddy back in. You know, you, if you if you tune into the show, you know the caddy joins us once a show, and we play his uh, you know his nice intro music and everything. Well, he we did that in hour number one, but caddy's been yeah, hanging around with us for a second hour, so we're gonna we're gonna bring him back in. Hey, caddy, how are you, man? Caddy's uh, likes to, to say that I think the greatest caddy photograph ever is the famous one of Eddie Lowry. And uh, Francis, we met after the win in Brookline, the U.S. Open, when they're celebrating with the crowd. And Eddie is front and center in this photo with everybody around him holding the bag. And in the very top, far background of the photo, you could just see we met poking his head and smiling. (laughs) (laughs) That's got to be the best caddy photo ever. Hey, you know, well, Francis did some of it, too. He did his part. Yeah. No doubt. Yes. They always do, don't they, Bob? The players always do their part. Yes, they do. And take good in, and and hopefully take good instruction from the caddies. Caddy, you've been around Cypress Point. Bob, you've been around Cypress Point. Um just I mean, you think about that match taking place. I don't know if you how I don't know how you would replicate that today. You just it's it's just it was a time thing, right? But you think about that setting and when we go back to our discussion from an hour ago about best golf states 
and we 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 just and we say, well, is it Monterey Peninsula versus Long Island, and and all that discussion? We had a good time with it. Ultimately, when you like what you said, Caddy, when people say, if I had one round of golf left to play, where would it be? It'd be Cypress or Pebble. And the fact that that was the setting for this match just makes it that much better, right? It's all, it, it, it all just, things like that just kind of, you can't plan them, you can't make them happen. They just kind of happen, right? That's how the match happened. It wasn't like it was really super planned out and sponsored by whoever. Or it just kind of came together. And it, if you'd done that match anywhere else, there wouldn't have even been a book written about the match. It mm. had to be at Cyprus. Yeah. I love that. It was uh, what I was going to say. It was pretty interesting that it all transpired or occurred um, during the week of the Crosby or or the the Clambake or or whatever it was and and how it all came together. I mean, the only other way you could kind of replicate something like that would be maybe take Victor Hovland and and Matt Wolf and and play him against, uh, you know, Tiger and Phil, Tiger and Phil on a Tuesday practice round at Augusta. Yeah. Something like that. that, You know what I mean? That's that's it, right? Yeah, that's how it would have to come to be. Yeah, it's still just not the same, though, is it? No, it's not. It's one of those things that it's it's almost surreal, right? It happened, and yeah, things, too. You look at it a lot differently 30, 40, 50, 60 years later than you probably did the next day. Think about it. The match was really cool. It was really special, but... It takes, it's like, it's like waiting for a fine wine to age or something like that. It takes time before it really becomes what it becomes. You know, what? it it reminds me of caddy is you remember the, the old dream team back in 92, the uh, NBA dream team and the, the videos that have come out. And I think they might've even done a 30 and 30 on the, the practice game, the -hmm. inner squad scrimmage there, Jordan, uh, against magic and their two teams. And I mean, that is like you said, you can't, you can't plan that, sell tickets for it, hype it up, televise it and have it be what it was when it was just those guys going at it because they wanted to. And I, I mean, it's, that's the kind of that, that's the level that this matches in. And I don't know how, I don't know what takes place today on tour that would be something similar to that. I don't know. And some stuff just happens. There was a practice round at Greensboro many years ago. And um, on the second hole, I can't even remember the course they were playing exactly, but the second hole is par five. And all three guys in the group had laid up. And the first two guys hold their wedge shots out. Practice round. And Larry Mize is the third guy to hit. And they're all joking with Larry, like, oh, you got to make it. And he lifted it out. <laughs> <laughs> like 80 yards. So they almost – I'm pretty sure in the history of golf, I'm betting that there may have never been three consecutive full shots pulled out at any time in any group anywhere. I, I wonder if that's ever happened. But it did almost happen there. And it's just a practice round. Five people watching, maybe, besides the caddies and the players, witnessed this. But – yeah, it's it's another thing like that, right? It's just it's all kind of you got to be just lucky to have been there, and it just kind of happens. So, yeah, that's stuff. really cool. That's really cool stuff. Bob, you left off telling some Hogan stories. You said you had a couple more you wanted to share, but we had, we were up against the break. Yeah, it's, so it's pretty interesting. Of of course, um, after 
after my dad seeing Mr. Hogan um, hit those, you know, those balls in the fairway to, you know, for his course management and that kind of thing. My dad got out on tour and I think it was his first year on tour and he had played pretty well in, in a few tournaments and they were, they were at colonial and, and my dad was walking through the locker room and, and, uh, it was, this was the old locker room in the old clubhouse. My dad was walking through the locker room and Mr. Hogan came out of the, um, the pro shop and he's walking right towards my dad. My dad said he was looking for a place to hide because Hogan was his, you know, his idol, so to speak. And, and, uh, as as they went to pass, he he said, "You're Billy Casper, aren't you?" And he said, "Yes, I am, Mr. Hogan." And he goes, "You've been playing some mighty fine golf lately," and that was that meant the world to my dad at that point in time when he just started playing. But then a, a few years later, they played a tournament um, right before Colonial uh, that was uh, that was kind of a round robin, almost like the match play, except it was it was all stroke play. And so he was in a group for four days with or for for a couple of days with Ben Hogan, I think Dow Finsterwald and and somebody else in Hogan. And and the first the first round, I, I think my dad shot 68 or 67. Uh, another guy shot 66. Uh, I think uh, Finsterwald shot 68 and Hogan. My dad said hit every fairway, every green and, and shot 70. And as they're walking off the ninth green because uh, they played the the back nine first. If they're walking off the ninth green going towards the clubhouse, they pass a concession stand, and Hogan says to the group, he says, if you guys couldn't putt, I'd be buying hot dogs from you from this concession stand. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then the next week, they're at Colonial. My dad's walking through the clubhouse, or through the locker room again, and, and there's Ben, and he goes, hey, Billy, can you teach me how to putt? So... Uh, two, two pretty good stories so good. about Mr. Hogan. We that's have your dad good. on tape somewhere telling those stories. We got to resurrect yeah. that one too. That's yeah. pretty cool stuff. How about that though, Caddy? Yeah. I mean, having Hogan tell you you're playing some mighty fine golf and then ask you for a putting lesson after giving you a bad time for beating him. I think uh, when Ben Hogan tells you you're playing some mighty fine golf, that I'm I'm going to say Billy Casper doesn't win as many tour events if he doesn't hear Ben Hogan tell him that. Mm. I, I think it's a big Could deal. It, yeah. Think think about how think about how your confidence goes when you hear that from that guy. I mean that's gotta just nothing but a positive. Holy cow. Yeah, that's that's cool stuff. Do you have any good Hogan stories, Caddy? I have a couple secondhand Hogan stories. Uh, I think I've spoken before how Dan McQuilkin, who, who caddied on tour forever, a guy from New Jersey had one of the better caddy nicknames, which was the punk. He got it because they were they were driving down the road and it was boats and I can't even say the nickname of Gil Morgan's caddy on the air because it would <laughs> FCC would get us in trouble. But all of a sudden Mike Boyce, who is Gil Morgan's caddy, punk's about 18 years old and he's just talking, chirping constantly and kind of annoying the guys in, in the front of the car. And finally, Mike turns around and just goes, you know what you are? You're a punk. And that's how he was punk from then on for the rest of his caddy career. He's a punk. <laughs> but anyway, the punk punk was a good golfer, real good golfer. And he played Shady Oaks uh, Monday or Tuesday afternoon during Colonial and uh, came in, was walking through the clubhouse, and – Ben Hogan stops him in the locker room and says, 
did, did I just see you coming up 18? And Punk says, yes, Mr. Hogan. And he said, do you mind if I tell you something about your swing? And it was like E.F. Hutton was starting to talk. Everybody in the locker room just stopped cold and start, started kind of leaning in to hear what Hogan was going to say. So he gives Punk a lesson in the locker room for like five minutes out of nowhere. Prices. Wow. Yeah, that was a pretty cool Hogan story. Uh, Jacobson told me he was sitting in maybe talking with Hogan or sitting in his office, and he asked Hogan what he thought about videotape, and he figured Hogan was kind of kind of poo-poo it and say, I, I. Hogan told him, he said, man, if I had had videotape, I would have been so good so much faster. <laughs> that was an interesting comment that you probably wouldn't have expected Hogan to say. Um, yeah, but I, I don't, I have, I have, there was a cool story Neil Oxman told me about uh, working for Venturi at the Crosby Clam Bank. And, the, and Venturi, I guess, used to warm up at Cyprus, kind of near the clubhouse, and he'd just go out with some shag balls and said every morning, uh, Bing Crosby would come down and stand there, not say a word, watch Venturi hit about 10 or 20 balls, and then just look at him and go, looks good, Ken, and just walk back to wherever he was staying. And <laughs> Ox said that was just so cool to just have Bing Crosby show up every morning to watch Venturi warm up. And, That's cool. you know, just didn't say a word, just watched him. Didn't bother him, you know. So uh, that's kind of a neat That's awesome. Well, Caddy, thanks for sharing some stories, man. We're up against it, unfortunately. But uh, always good to have you. Thanks for joining us for a twofer. Get us uh, hour one and hour two of the Caddy. That means it's a good show. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, gentlemen. There it is, just in case he forgets our names. All right, the Caddy joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks uh, to you for joining us as well. We'll wrap things up on the other side. Next, you're listening to Real Golf Radio. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. 
Tee it up at Uinta Golf with the new fall arrivals from Mizuno. Discover layers of feel with the new MP20 range. The MP20 is the ultimate muscle back. The MP20 MMC uses multi-material construction for legendary feel and performance. And the MP20 HMB is a playable set of hollow, tungsten-enhanced irons for many skill levels. Let us help you get custom fit for free today. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. Hey, ever wonder how your favorite golf courses in Utah look so good? Pros and golf superintendents agree you should turn to Mountainland Supply for your turf irrigation needs. Mountainland Supply is the exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. What does that mean for you? When you need irrigation products for your lawn, you can trust Mountainland Supply will not only have what you need, but they can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. So a special thanks to the caddy who stopped in for a couple of segments talking about our best golf states, which we uh, clearly determined was California. Sorry, everybody else. But, uh, hey, weather, top 100 golf courses, and that little Monterey Peninsula. What are you going to yeah. do? Uh, yeah. Also, he stopped in to talk to us uh, a little about some stories about Ken Venturi, and then we replayed that two-part interview from 12 years ago. Pretty special stuff, Bob. Yeah, it was really good stuff. And then, uh, of course, the nostalgia behind that and the story of the of the match, but also the nostalgia of the stories, personal stories from my dad and and also some from the caddy. Pretty if you missed good. any part of it, you can, uh, of course, podcast it, download it on uh, our Twitter handle, at Real Golf, or hit any of your favorite podcaster sites, Stitcher, iHeart, iTunes, the works. Uh, so thanks for tuning us in. Thanks to Dave Glauser, our producer. We'll talk to you next week, and we appreciate you being with us each and every week right here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. It's been real.